0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 94 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe.
1: Hey, everybody.
0: And Joe, we are here. We're back again after missing last week. That's my bad. Uh, but we're back. We're going to cover uh, two weeks worth of stuff, not so much of last week because it's not as big of a topic anymore. But... Um, We've got two weeks to cover here, Joe, and I think, <laughs> I think the thing people would like us to talk about most happened yesterday. Um, the Dallasing, as as Joe likes to call it, um, <laughs> it's crazy. But before we get to that, we got to talk about games. Um, we missed all of Week Twenty Five because uh, we missed last week, unfortunately. Um, luckily, there's a there's a bunch of three Overwatch happening. Uh, I can't remember if this was the week with like a record, a day record of just how quickly a day went. I know that Boston played Dallas like as one of, it was supposed to be one of the later games on Saturday and I was supposed to watch it. And I know that it was like two hours early <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I, I have to be ready to watch this. Um, but yeah, we had some I think what I like to define week 25 by Joe is um is super or is uh, super Genji again um going crazy in Vancouver because that that was the first week they had Taiyo but then they brought Super Genji back in against Vancouver and, and um eventually we'll bring it back in against Houston and we'll talk about that. But um yeah, I mean, let's just talk about Super Genji in general because there were a lot of uh, angry people tweeting, Joe. I don't know if you saw this. After the specifically the Houston-San Francisco match saying that playing Super on Genji, playing your main take on Genji, is BM towards the Houston Outlaws. Um, it's rude. It's unprofessional. Joe, what, what are your thoughts on putting Super on Genji? I mean... Do you think it's? Do you think they're doing it because Super's actually better than Tayo? Do you think they're bming? Do you think they should stop doing it, or do you think they deserve to do something like this because of how good they are?
1: I mean, you know, the logic went um, when when you you play Shock versus Houston, um, and, and you you bring out Super, you know, just because there's no there's no need to um, to play Tayo, you know, at that point, you know, if you have, um, you know, assuming he is your "Quote unquote real Genji player," which I don't think anybody disagrees uh, that he's uh, certainly the preferred choice for San Francisco. Um, but uh, assuming that's you know what you're what you're developing for a countdown cup run, I mean there there's not um, uh, you, you know not not tons of reason. Uh, to play him necessarily, like if that's uh, if you don't think it's necessary, I'm trying to pull up the roster. I mean, uh, you, did, you didn't bring out Super until, um, it, I guess it was just just Map Two on Gibraltar that he played, uh, where uh, Rascal played in the Genji role for both of the other two maps. But you know, maybe uh, <laughs> you know he just really been practicing Gibraltar for that particular series, um, or. You know, maybe that's just like uh, you know, calculated risk uh, by shock, if you want to call it that. Like, you know, do we uh, do, do we do we play our good Genji uh, technically with a a uh, slightly higher percentage chance of winning, for example, or or do you uh, you know let the league see more of what uh, Tayo is capable of? You know, how he plays, how he how he works with the team. I mean, uh, I guess you save that
0: yeah i i mean as far as playing a lot of complainers about the bm and i mean obviously a lot of houston outlaws fans and and my in my experience a lot of houston outlaws fans are usually pretty salty and i don't blame them because they're not good houston's houston has never been really good um but yeah i i don't know super genji was played against boston was played against Vancouver. I'd never, I didn't see as many Boston and Vancouver fans being salty about it. I think they were more salty about how bad their teams were um, and how bad Boston and Vancouver are doing rather than um, salty at the other team for playing Super on Genji. Um, because I, I think it's more embarrassing for Houston, Vancouver, and Boston that they aren't doing as well uh, when they aren't playing their best Genji player in Taiyo. Uh Of course, against Boston, they didn't have Tayo yet, so... Um, but yeah I I I say more power to San Francisco I they don't have to play their best roster if they don't need to um if they can if they can sit their best players and give them a break well, why not um why not just give them a little bit of a break they don't want them to burn out um but yeah besides that week 25 also was defined by the chengdu Hunters, Joe this was. Um their actual last weekend of the countdown cup, uh, because they had two doubleheader weekends in a row, but this was the last week of the, of those hero bands, the last weekend of those hero bands where I think that weekend Chungdu hunters were like starting were they were really starting to define the meta of those hero bands with their wrecking ball strategy. They ended up beating the Soul Dynasty in a five map series. Um and then to finish out their countdown cup run at four and oh, they three owed the Hangzhou Spark, um, Chengdu Hunter's worst record, uh, in APAC coming into the countdown cup, Joe, but they turned it around. It was their meta. They finally, um, showed some strength. They're still way down there in 15th overall in the standings in seven and 14, but uh, a lot of people are looking at the Chengdu Hunters for the Countdown Cup this weekend, Joe. It will be a different meta, though. There are no hero bands. How? Um, how first of all, you could, Joe, you could talk about um, how impressed you are with with their play here in the Countdown Cup qualifiers. But then I want you to get into how you think um, their comp could fare in the Countdown Cup if they even try to run it with uh, with the bands, of course, gone.
1: Yeah, I mean, the uh you don't often hear um the 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 team chunk do hunters and like trend setting in the league. <laughs> uh you, you don't true. often hear those phrase going together. Um but yeah, the the wrecking Ball Zarya, we saw a lot of this month. Um uh you know relatively so. Um including even from teams in North America. Um Yeah, lots of I, them. I, I couldn't feel? i couldn't have told you the uh, <laughs> specific match i'm thinking of but um, I, I know philly's played some i know uh gladiators played some uh you, you know just just to name a few but uh, but yeah really having success on you know after week 24 we were talking about um when Chengdu played new york you know he was like oh um you, you know th- this match just looked like um you know, Chengdu decided. Well, we're gonna we're gonna put people in the best heroes and kind of see how it goes. Um, but but uh, you know, not only not only doing that, but actually trying to find something that works. Oh, excuse me, and ha- having the success. That's uh, it's really excellent for Chengdu. And yeah, uh, coming you know four zero into the into the Countdown Cup number two seed in, in Asia. I mean, that's significant. Um, but yeah, as far as how they're actually going to do this weekend, I think that's a uh, you know much harder question um, because you know number one based on the history of the team, but number two we didn't see them play in week twenty six. They actually had a bye week, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so we don't know uh, what happens when you you add the Orissa and the Ana, and I forget the DPS heroes that were banned, but uh, <laughs> uh, when you add them we have uh, a much harder time trying to see. Uh, how they fit into things. Uh, uh, you know, Is it likely that uh, when we see them against, uh, who do they play first? I think uh, London. Uh, is it likely that when we see them against London uh, this coming weekend that they're going to be playing similar compositions and, and trying similar things? I think so. Um, would be, but are they going to have uh, the same kind of success? I don't know. I really hope... Um, they were able to take this week off and and uh, iterate and manipulate stuff, um, and and try to come up with at least something um, uh, that's not completely predictable. Because uh, unfortunately, that's also a word you might uh, describe describe this team with. But uh, yeah, definitely a, a, an unknown factor going into this tournament, which is surprising considering that um, you know by the end of the by the end of the qualifiers they were uh, favorites in some of their matches.
0: Oh, yeah. Maybe. It
1: um, <laughs> depends on who you ask, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, after that first week and they, when they upset NYXL, they they obviously it turned heads. Everyone was like, oh, okay, um, because they look good. And their composition looked good, clearly, because a bunch of, like you were saying, a bunch of NA teams ended up running that wrecking ball, Zarya, um, and looking really good on it. Yeah. Um, I made a mistake, though. Trunk doo did not go 4-0. They went 3-0 because apparently um, messed up there. But they did go 3-0. They still look great um, in that Week 25. As far as Week 25 goes besides that, um, I don't think there was much. I mean, San Francisco-Florida was um, expected to be a pretty good game, and San Francisco ended up winning that one 3-1. to uh, Philly Fusion almost once again um, – Lost a game, but they came through with a reverse sweep. It's not even surprising anymore. When I saw two zero, LA Gladiators were up on on Twitter. I turned the game on, and then Philly won the next map. And I was like, I probably don't need to watch the rest of this game. I already know Philly's going to win uh, because they wow. did. Yeah, they they look. I mean, Philly just does that. I, I feel like they've done that so much this season. They just come out in the first half sometimes looking shaky, and then. In the second half, I'm like, oh, okay, they're fine. Um,
1: I I believe this was their, I want to say this was their first reverse sweep uh, of the season. Um, But yeah, certainly, yeah, certainly, first maps for Philly are not, uh, not looking so good.
0: I feel like I definitely remember other reverse sweeps um, against Paris. I think that was the stat. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of a different team then. Huh. Okay. Um, all right, but uh, as far as week 26 goes, uh, there wasn't anything too surprising, I guess. Uh, he had Soul Dynasty losing again to Guangzhou Charge. Um, uh, I just wanted to mention this real quick because, um, I, I, I wanted to give MVP this week for me to happy because I, I think he's been performing super well on the uh Widowmaker. Um, these past couple of weeks, even though Guangzhou got upset by NYXL in week 25, um, haven't looked as dominant as they did um, in the summer showdown. But I still think Happy's been going crazy on that Widowmaker, giving him MVP this week for a stellar performance against Seoul. Um, and I think Seoul is winless in the Countdown Cup, if I, if I recall correctly, which is sad. Um, they got the seventh seed. Man. But they put they played some close games, three uh, two against Shenandoah yeah, so. Hunters. Yeah, close, some close close matchups. Um, hmm, hmm. what else is there? I mean, there was a. I guess I'll, Go ahead.
1: I'll say explicitly that uh, my MVP, uh, f- or I should say that my Mastery Watch uh, out of these past two weeks, uh, I'm gonna call you back. Uh, to that Philly Gladiators game we just mentioned, oh yeah, uh, super good, super exciting, uh, uh, and I, it's you know it's been a week and a half or two weeks, but I seem to recall there was like some some chat stuff going on even it was it was a whole thing, uh, yeah, really nice, and then my uh, my MVP uh, for this uh, last. Uh, past period of time is actually going to Gator uh, here from this past week, um, Atlanta uh, with a win over Dallas, which was you know something, but uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, picked up uh, the team mobile player of the match there at the end, but also uh, just, just a really solid performance uh, for a team that definitely needed a little bit of a boost uh, going to the tournament. Just missed out on the top four seed, uh, sitting at number five in uh, North America, but. Uh, Atlanta's been an interesting team and we've got a bunch of news for them too.
0: Yeah, Atlanta I mean, Atlanta will they just—they always beat the bad teams when they always lose to the top teams, Joe. It's just, they're a very predictable team this year. Uh, I'm I'm hoping they can push through because I do like excitement. My match rewatch was the Valiant versus Outlaws this past week um, and it was the game I expected. It was two teams and it was outlaws making some mistakes unfortunately and here and there and um it was it was a fun five map series between two teams i mean Valiant's looked really good at times i think they've fallen a little bit from grace though here in the countdown cup houston outlaws always competing with a bunch of teams um not good enough to compete with the shock but still a fun match uh, there wasn't too much 3-2 overwatch this past weekend the other one was toronto defiant versus Vancouver Titans, um, and a nice, uh, five map series as well. Uh, highly recommend you go on Twitter and check out their games of tic-tac-toe though. Uh, <laughs> some really good highlights in the, in those tweets <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah, that's the important part. Yeah, exactly. Uh, besides that, not too many surprises, uh, this past week whatsoever. Honestly, I wasn't, I wasn't surprised by too many of the results, um, Boston uprising, Vancouver Titans ended up playing at the end of the week to see who would make it to the, um, countdown cup and Vancouver destroyed three. 0 uh, I was kind of surprised, but I'm a little bit biased that Boston lost so badly. Um, but yeah, Vancouver always. Boston always m- has managed to look Vancouver, make Vancouver look way better than they are. I feel like Joe, um,
1: yeah unfortunately
0: <laughs> yep um but yeah any any games anything you noticed joe or any games you want to talk about before move on to the news
1: did we highlight the uh uh london houston no if we did that or not
0: i don't think um, we did. that
1: was a good match <laughs> <laughs> or sorry not london houston uh la valiant houston oh yeah
0: yeah yeah i did yeah, I was uh, confused. I was like, London Houston? No, I didn't know they played. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I like Valley Houston. I talked for a little bit, but you can talk about it if you want. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I'm just agreeing. It's, it's <laughs> a uh, <laughs> it was a good a good series, and that we will see a uh, rematch of this weekend.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, highly recommend watching sideshows reaction to it because um, it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> Okay, Uh, but as far as news goes, uh, we got some Atlanta signings of uh, two players I don't know too much about, if I'm going to be honest. Um, But this obviously comes in the wake of uh, Atlanta losing some players recently. They lost Baby Bay, who actually signed to uh, a Valorant team today. Uh, I saw that, and they. uh, who else did they lose? They lost uh, Kodak, maybe? yeah it was Kodak
1: uh yeah uh
0: but now they have signed tier replacements in the same roles that baby band Kodak were in um Saucy and LR1s is that how you, uh, say his name
1: <laughs> I think they might have been saying like Lyrus Lyrus uh, on the stream because I believe I want to say he played uh versus Dallas
0: okay okay uh,
1: so I think it's uh it's certainly been uh, uh talked up by by the uh, uh talent and stuff but yeah
0: um well laris is is korean and then Saucy is, uh, is american he played on uh, atlanta academy uh for the past two years basically so he was on second wind before that uh and then laris was on third impact uh so he was also playing in contenders north america as a korean interesting
1: yeah they both they both got some play time this uh against dallas this past time
0: nice um and clearly they look good because they beat dallas obviously dallas has their own problems though (laughs) uh so yeah take a look at those people going those two going forward could be what just what atlanta needs here because they do need just a little some a little bit of better players to, to push them forward a little bit um but yeah, the next piece is what I just mentioned. Baby Bay getting signed to Face Clan Valorant, of course. Uh, I think Raucus also got signed to FaZe Clan. Uh, so two Overwatch boys moving on to Valorant, of course. They both mentioned it in their retirement notes that they were moving on to Valorant, and they're both on a team. I believe FaZe Clan also has Corey and someone else from Overwatch on their team, but I can't remember who the other person is. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you're a fan of Overwatch and you're looking to get into Valorant eSports, FaZe Clan's probably the team for you because I think four out of the five players on the team are former Overwatch pros now. Um, and they've been doing pretty well so far too. Um, and I don't know if you've been paying attention, Joe, to Valorant eSports at all, but, uh, Sinatra has been dominating, um, if you're surprised at all by that.
1: Uh, not not incredibly
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah (laughs) so of course and he's and he's like meta defining To he's like playing guns that most people don't play so uh, he's he's being sinatra and valorant as well uh so yeah it's always i mean i'll watch valorant just watch those players sometimes and root for them because everyone talks trash about the overwatch players they're like Oh, come, came, coming from Overwatch, they had know nothing about first person shooters then. Uh, but surprisingly, Overwatch players have been doing pretty well in Valorant so far. Um, but next, we have San Francisco Shock. Uh, Find and banned, or not banned, benched um, Violet this past weekend against Houston for um, basically just being an asshole on ladder. <laughs> um <laughs> That's the, that's the only way I can explain it. I mean, he there's just been there have been clips on Twitter, not even like the past week, and then throughout the past month, I feel like of him just being being a jackass on on competitive ladder. Um, so <laughs> they finally said, okay, we we we're gonna have to bench you. Stop doing that. Um, which I believe he deserves. That's you, you, you got to discipline your players, Joe. You know. Uh, you don't. And, you don't want. You don't want someone who represents your brand saying that stuff and getting recorded saying that stuff.
1: Yeah, and so then he didn't play against Houston, and uh, oh no, like that was the other match. I, I was just about to say he didn't play against Houston, and then they set the Overwatch League record for quickest match ever, but that was against <laughs> uh, Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. But still. Oh yeah. It you can't imagine it hurt the team competitively much.
0: Yeah. No. Um, Definitely. I mean, San Francisco could could just punish their whole starting lineup, and I feel like they'd still win. Um,
1: they'd have to decide what their starting lineup even was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. This, I, I I'm glad I'm glad they find them, but this is the one team that can bench players for misbehaving and feel confident that they'll still win, which is crazy, um, especially with a player like Violet. Um, but yeah, next piece of news is I mentioned earlier once again, Raucus left Houston. Um, retiring to move on to Valorant, and he is now on FaZe Clan with Baby Bay and Corey and someone else that I can't remember. Um
1: I tried to look it up, but it was not successful.
0: <laughs> dang it. Um <laughs> Yeah. I, I, I swear it is. I swear. Phase clan Valorant. I'm gonna try to find it. Um but next <sighs> Next, luckily, Joe, we get to talk about the Dallas Fuel because they imploded this week—absolutely um, imploded. Um, oh, Zachary, Zachary. Oh, there you go. There you go. He's the one. He's the one on face. Okay, uh, but yeah, Dallas Fuel imploded. uh First, they started off by releasing Decay, um, citing that he's been unprofessional and he would not listen to the coaches and not show up to practice and only show up for games, uh, which you, you don't want your players to do. Uh, then they released assistant coach Tickety. And at this point in the day, I mean, they were spacing him out. So at this point in the day, everyone was like, okay, how is releasing Tickety going to help you? You got to do more. um, and I can only assume they, they listened to everyone, Joe, and then fired, arrow, <laughs> fired arrow. Uh, no, they probably already had that <laughs> ready. They were just spacing out their spacing out everyone's press releases, but yeah, they fired arrow, their head coach. Um, and they now have, um, one of their assistant coaches, coaches stepping in. I can't remember his name right now. Joe, do you remember who it was?
1: Yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs>
0: um, I'll look it up real quick, but yeah, Joe, I, (laughs) the dials feel this
1: Canadian dude called Justin Conroy.
0: Oh yeah. Justin Conroy.
1: No, that's, that's a joke. Oh, Oh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know Jane's real name. Justin Conroy. That's, that's a great name. Um, uh, peak peak is, is their new, I believe, according to Wikipedia. I, I don't know if I would trust Wikipedia, though. I'm not even on Liquipedia right now. I'm on Wikipedia. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, maybe that's not it. That's That might be their interim coach after Kai Kai was fired, actually. We're going to go to Liquipedia. We're going to find it. Um, a lot of fact-checking. A lot of fact-checking mid-Yong. Uh, Yong is their new... Interim head coach. Uh, so, yeah, but bye to those three players. I mean, I guess let's. All three of these I feel like are kind of related, but kind of unrelated, Joe. Uh, we don't have to talk about TikTik because I don't think either of us know anything about Ticket or his role on the team or why he got fired. But we could talk about um, Decay and then we could talk about Arrow. Let's talk about Decay first uh, because. He apparently got released because um, because he wasn't showing up to practice. He wasn't giving coaches respect. Um, we've had a bunch of people come out today, a bunch of coaches, even even an assistant coach on the Boston Uprising coming out and saying um, that, the, that he's proud of the Dallas field for taking action on a player for doing that because apparently it's happening more around the league. Um, apparently there are a lot of players who think they can just skip out on practice. If this is a problem, Joe, uh, it, is the Dallas Fuel handling it correctly? Is that what a team needs to do if a player isn't showing up for practice, isn't giving the coaches the respect they need to give them?
1: I mean, your, your gut reaction is, uh, yeah, but it's decay. Right, <laughs> uh, j- j- just because like that's you know he's, he's such a big deal for his team and all that, uh, but at the same time I mean, that that's that's kind of the point, right? That like the the player that you are, uh, you, you know, in theory shouldn't uh, sh- sh- shouldn't really affect uh, the result of this this kind of punishment or whatever. But um, uh, but, but yeah, and it's uh, it. it I imagine, you know, it's not um uh, the, the, at least in Decay's mind, it might not be you know, completely a punishment if like you know, because if, if you're not participating with the team you don't want to participate with the team um, it's, you know, whether it's, you know, because he's being drained and exhausted or um, uh, you know, doesn't like the game anymore or whatever um, uh, which, you know probably in reality some combination of all of those I would think um in that sense, you know that that part could have been good for him. Uh, but yeah, in the meantime, like as as uh, as a team, it's it's rough for Dallas, um, just who have been, um, you know, literally living and dying by his performance sometimes. Uh, okay, not literally, but. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't. Know. I mean, and then you know, and then we have the conversation of you know, is the Dallas Fuel the team where? Um, DPS carries go to die um, <laughs> which is super unfortunate and you know that's uh, a lot of the issue that people have been highlighting with um, uh, some of these these staffing changes too is like you know is uh, is this like a bigger uh, you know environment than, than the players you know this is is this a coaching issue is this a managerial issue is this whatever uh, and I think you know we don't really have I mean, I certainly, excuse me, I certainly don't have the ability to comment on that, uh, like from experience or anything, but I think, you know, now is going to be a really good time to sort of see for Dallas. And, you know, even though it's the equivalent of like stage four, you know, if we go go back to Dallas season one, um, you know, they made all these changes in stage four and then had lots of success. Um, And I realized, you know, we're not really uh, (laughs) at that point anymore. Um, in the season, but you know, if this is a a, a playoffs where any team can succeed, you know, it's going to be uh, you know a, a playoffs slash postseason slash uh, pre th- postseason. That's we're gonna you know really be looking for uh, some good improvement from uh, from this roster, hopefully, or at least you know, more consistency with things that are happening, which would be helpful.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I mean, I mean, fine. I think a lot of Dallas fuel fans, especially not seeing the decay news, but seeing the arrow news are like, finally, finally, um, because yeah, I, I, arrow just hasn't been it hasn't, he has not been it for, for the Dallas fuel. Um, he seems like a great guy. He seems, he seems like a good leader at times, but maybe he's just, yeah, not he's a good a coach. Good coach. Yeah, but maybe he just for Dallas. Yeah, just it doesn't seem like it was working out. But as far as the Decay stuff goes, I think the only reason this is a debate on like should he have been kicked off is because it was Decay. Because if this was like Harry Hook or AKM uh who wasn't practicing, they'd be like, yeah, kick him off the team uh because Harry Hook and AKM don't play. <laughs> so, um and Decay legitimately has when he has played for the Dallas Fuel, it's like carried the team this year so um yeah we'll we'll definitely i mean there's also been huge debates joe over when they released decay because they just happened to release decay right when uh the transfer period ended so no one can uh, pick up decay right now because uh you're not allowed to uh so a lot of people are yeah a lot of people are pointing that out and saying oh maybe dallas field did that on purpose so no one else could get him. Um but I mean it, there's a lot surrounding this this whole thing. Um there's been a lot of comments. I mean, obviously, people a lot of people are comparing it to Rascal because it's such a similar situation where where Rascal, such a good player, such a good player now, especially, was on the Dallas Fuel. Um, and I think fuel fans are upset about that. Like they had one of the best DPS players in the league on their team, and they did once again with Decay. Um, and neither of them worked out. I, and yeah, I think going behind behind the scenes and firing Arrow, firing Tickety, and really trying to rebuild a coaching staff that will hopefully allow for players like Decay and Rascal to feel like they they don't want to be somewhere else, or they actually want to actually do want to practice there, and they actually do want to play for the Dallas Fuel. Uh, because they, they unfortunately keep missing out on such big players because something's happening, you know? Something's happening that players like Rascal and Decay are I mean, we never heard about Decay skipping practice on the gladiators. We we never heard about that. So it, it's true. It, it's gotta be something with the fuel. So and that's the reason why they, they had to not only let go of Decay, they had to also fire arrow, also ticket D. Uh so yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Young um, will uh, do well enough in that head coach role that they don't have to find someone new um, and they can just fully – I mean, this reminds me of the other another Dallas team, the Dallas Cowboys, who had to fire their head coach, um, and then um, their interim head coach did so well that they ended up keeping him as their head coach. Uh, and He is still their head coach, or maybe not, actually. I, he might have recently got fired. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Uh, but we'll see how he does. I, I'm, I'm excited for Fuel fans that you finally clean you, your team. Finally cleaned house. They've had such high expectations since the beginning of this league. Uh, that's carried on throughout the entirety of the league, and it's just never. They've never lived up to expectations. It's time to start rebuilding a little bit from the ground up, um, and especially the coaching staff. I think that's been their biggest problem throughout the years. So. Yeah, anything else to say about the Dallas inning?
1: Dallas yeah, I mean, uh, I think we got it pretty well covered. I mean, uh, my, probably my favorite phrase to say ever on this show, you know, we got to see what happens. <laughs> we got to see how this all plays out. But uh, yeah, it's, it's certainly, you know, this is the move that uh, you would expect we would see some kind of difference, so.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I'm excited to see moving forward how, what Dallas is going to do. Uh, but Joe, we have, we have some, um, some patches to talk about. Um, do, several. Oh yeah. Several patches. Cause we missed one last week and then we have uh, a summer games went live today, actually. And then we have an experimental patch that is, um, just a fun little, uh, assault test out that probably won't be coming to the game, but um that's one of those experimental things so joe uh, i want you start with uh the genji nerf patch
1: absolutely so um trying to think about the timeline for this specifically Uh, but it was there at the end of july so like a week ago if that um that um a live patch was pushed out that included a, the nerf to Genji that had been on the, I want to say the most recent experimental card, uh, along with the crazy Moira change that it didn't go through. Um, and then it was very quickly recalled. Um, I forget why. Uh, there was some, I, it was some stability nuts, issue.
0: It was some nuts Brigitte bug. It was um, somewhat. Some nuts uh, burgita yeah. bug that I can't remember what exactly it was.
1: Yeah. Um, and then they pushed out again. So sure enough, as of July 30th, uh, the recent damage buff that Genji had got, uh, to his projectile weapons, uh, has been reverted. So now they only do 28 damage each. Uh, and the recovery time between secondary fires has been increased from 0. 0.65 to 0. 0.75 seconds. Um, Notably, the uh, deflect buff is still in, uh, where, namely, that it's longer and you can cancel it. Um, uh, And the reduced spread on the secondary fire is also still uh, a part of the game. Uh, But hopefully, um, you know, in theory, this will make Genji a little bit less oppressive, Uh, I'm sure is the goal. Um, And again, that went live last week, which means this Saturday. Or this weekend, Uh, I think. Are there Friday matches? I don't even know. Mm, Um, There. This this weekend is when that will be in the Overwatch League.
0: Very cool. Uh, Um. Yeah. Yeah, there are Friday matches, by the way.
1: Okay. There you go. Starting Friday night. (laughs) Uh, But we'll just keep going because there's tons of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah. So we'll talk about the assault uh, experimental card next. Um, That that came out, uh, uh, again, around the same time, I believe, uh, as these Genji changes got pushed to live. Um, And this was guaranteed, uh, this is guaranteed not to make it ever to the live game. Um, I actually haven't checked recently to see... Whether this card is still up on it the experimental just, card?
0: Just ended today, so I don't know. I don't know how relevant it is to the people listening, but I, I guess it's fun to well, hear about.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it was a thing that happened. Yeah, um, that they, they changed up two CP just for the experimental card, um, with the result being that basically um, each individual point is now around, um, or was was now around, uh, where. Uh, if you capture point A uh, the round ends you switch sides uh, the, your opponents can try to capture A if you both succeed you repeat the same thing on B um, and so on and so on repeating A and B until somebody wins Bay is the super short version um, and so apparently they tried it internally um, and you're trying to address things like the snowball right because if you're only fighting for one point then the snowball doesn't matter mm-hmm. um uh, they tried it internally, decided they weren't going to do it, uh, but went ahead and pushed it out to what the community thought. Uh, I'll read here from the uh, developer post. It says, even though we had some great results from these changes um, in internal testing, it's important to reiterate that they will not make it to the retail environment, uh, at least not in their current form. The biggest single problem with the mode is really short rounds, causing the match to feel disjointed and choppy. It was too difficult to build ultimate charge with certain heroes, and the game just didn't feel like Overwatch in these cases. There are also issues with understandability. It can be confusing to switch sides so many times in a match, and there were many cases where the round would reset on point B, and the defending team would just run by it out of habit. Uh, which I feel like <laughs> it's sort of, uh, the very last bit is sort of a weak excuse, but whatever. Uh, um. Uh, anyway, so so that was something we got to play with for a while, um, and we can't anymore. But it was a thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep, I never um, I never got to try it, but it sounds very interesting.
1: Yeah, and you know clearly they're they're iterating and, and manipulating stuff. Uh, we know they're looking at uh, Horizon and Paris for map reworks as well. Um, uh, and yeah, also you know trying to change up the mode. I mean that's significant. Uh, but we did get a live patch also, uh, just this afternoon slash evening. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting. Um, and I believe later than in the past, uh, but regardless, this, it's still here. We have the 2020 Summer Games event, uh, including, uh, Lucio Ball Remix, which is a new game mode. Uh, there's random walls in the middle. They changed up, um. Uh, uh, a couple of the Lucio Ball maps to make him a little bit more wall ride friendly. There's two balls going at once, occasionally a third one with bonus points. Uh, you move faster, your cooldowns are uh, smaller, your your range is increased as Lucio. Uh, you can crouch in the air to drop down to the ground, have a little bit more air control there. Uh, a lot of really big changes there to the Lucio Ball remix. Uh, but there is also uh, Copa, Copa Lucio Ball competitive um, season number four, which is crazy that we've made it that far. Yeah. Uh, which I believe is supposed to be normal rules, or I assume it's supposed to be normal rules. Uh, they haven't said that explicitly, but probably not um, with the walls and funky maps and stuff.
0: Yeah, I do think I do think the Lucio moving faster should should make it to um, out of the Lucio Ball Remix. Honestly. Uh, yeah
1: i think it is i think that the the changes to the hero are in both modes okay cool yeah Um, i do but the the map changes aren't
0: my only issue with lucio ball was lucio ball or lucio moved too slow to be honest but i think it's because i i think i'm used to rocket league where i can boost and move faster Uh, and stuff like that
1: yeah you kind of had to uh wall ride uh to get anywhere
0: yep but that is exciting. I am definitely. I'm trying not right after we record this podcast. So.
1: Absolutely. Um, but that's not even all. Uh, that's just the competitive mode, or that's just the new game mode. Um, also coming in from the PTR, uh, the priority requeue. If you come into a backfill, uh, if you come into a backfill game, your next game will be recued with priority. So that's kind of cool. You can now make a uh, Uh, lopsided uh, team counts in custom games, all the way up to like 1v11. Uh, So that's a thing. Um, Competitive Updates. Um, Because now once you do your placement matches, you can only reach a maximum of 3,900 SR before you have to manually climb, uh, you can now no longer queue for competitive play in a group with more than two players if any player in the party is 3,900 SR or higher. Uh, so you, you can only you can duo at that level, uh, but that is the extent of that, um, which is interesting. I mean, it's s- sort of like they mentioned because uh, they made a change in the past that was similar. Oh, because it, it was to the the Overwatch League players can't uh, can't do more than duo. I want to say uh, I think that was a thing somewhere. Mm. Uh, but now even <laughs> uh, even. Uh, uh, 3,900 plus players now also are limited to a group of two. A bunch of workshop stuff went through. Um, uh, notably not the uh, hero scale modifier that we saw on the PTR. Uh, so no Godzilla Torgo modes on live uh, as of now. Uh, that, might, that might yet change. Sad. Um, and then of course it's the Summer Games event is live. So there's... Uh, New item boxes, new skins. Uh, I mean, that's... <laughs> I guess that's it. New item boxes and new skins. Because uh, that's how these events go. But
0: uh, awesome. that is a thing, too. Some very good ones. Um, even even the epic skins that you have to earn with your nine wins, I think, are pretty good this time. Um, with Ice Cream Arissa's fantastic. fantastic. Um, but yeah, I, I'm very excited. I, I'm... I'm definitely trying to unlock all these skins, uh, but yeah, super cool. The, the Echo skin is also really cool. That's what I was thinking of. I like the Echo skin. Um, but uh, possibly as well, Joe. There might be an Overwatch two trailer this week, um, if I recall seeing the post on Reddit. Because there is a PlayStation Five like games um sort of reveal type thing happening
1: yeah they have some kind of events um on the 6th which i believe is thursday um that the theory so the theory goes there's going to be a uh story mode campaign mode trailer um that will be shown off at that event
0: could be could happen honestly i could see it happening the overwatch team did like an ama last week which I was wondering why they were doing it, but that could be a good reason why they were doing it. They wanted to, to, uh, to, to remind people of Overwatch real quick before an Overwatch 2 trailer was coming uh, the next week. Um, but yeah, that, that is very exciting. I, every once in a while I remember Overwatch 2 is happening and I get very excited <laughs> because I, I just, I want it to happen. Um, I, I'm, I'm very excited for Push, the new game mode, that they showed off. It looks very fun. I, I just and adi- go ahead. I
1: was gonna say. Additionally, uh, Blizzard is confirmed to be attending uh, Gamescom this year, which is at the end of August. Uh, which in the past is when they have uh, it's when they have announced a bunch of other uh, Overwatch-related things.
0: So we could finally get some more content, which would be great. Uh, we haven't got content since last November, so it's been a while. Uh, and uh, i also saw slasher tweeted that blizzcon will be happening early 2021 in an online capacity Uh, so no november this year at all even online Um, but we will be getting blizzcon in early 2021 apparently
1: nice r.i.p world cup
0: yes r.i.p world cup this year probably unless they do it online uh, which would be tough because, of course, yeah. <laughs> every team is is from a different country. So, <laughs> yeah. probably R.I.P. World Cup. Um, but yeah, that's all we got for the news. Now we move into our predictions for the Countdown Cup. Well, Joe mentioned they are playing on a new patch, which is those is those Genji nerfs. So we might see a little bit of less Genji. Genji might not be as as needed this this time around um but it feels like we are already starting to see less and less of them um in the countdown cup in comparison to uh the summer showdown of course Uh, but me and joe both went through some brackets here and uh predicted some things of course let's go through um let's go through asia first actually joe uh where we Where uh, in the first round, we have the NYXL facing off against the Guangzhou Charge, Hangzhou Spark versus Seoul Dynasty, and then Chengdu Hunters versus the London Spitfire. Um, Me and Joe's Asia brackets are very different, and uh, it's mainly because of the first round here. Joe has the NYXL beating the Guangzhou Charge. I have the Guangzhou Charge beating the NYXL. Uh, Joe, why do you think NYXL is going to win this one?
1: Yeah. Um, so, so I, when I, when I sent over this, uh, uh, bracket to you, you know, it was sort of with a disclaimer of like, look, I'm not uh, as well versed in my, my Asia, uh, my, my Asian power rankings this month, um, uh, as I have been in the past. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was a really exciting, uh, month for Asia just in general. Um, with I, I mean New York uh, going to five maps against uh, you know eventually undefeated Chengdu, I mean I mean that's significant there for sure. Um, trying to pull up this thing here, there we go. Um, and Guangzhou, I believe um, their schedule was part of what made the difference for me. Um, as I'm trying to pull that up, so uh, New York with the solid 3-0 over Guangzhou and be 25. In addition to taking Chengdu to five maps and and pulling a map off of the Shanghai Dragons, whereas uh, Guangzhou's schedule, which again I'm going to have to take a second to pull up, because <laughs> um, I mean, because really though, this is like all you can do with Asia in in a lot of ways is just like um, play these kinds of comparisons out, um, just with how how well matched lots and lots of these teams are. Uh, so, so yeah, Guangzhou three-one uh, uh, over London and three-one over Seoul, and again getting shut out by New York this past month. But uh, but yeah, I, I think uh, you know provided uh, New York is definitely a team that needs to show up uh, to a series. But provided they're able to do that, I think they definitely have the chance on this one. And I don't, uh, I don't have them advancing further. Uh, you know over uh, the uh, division number one seed, uh, Shanghai Dragons, but, uh, uh, but but yeah, I think this is probably the closest match that or in the first round. Um, I think that's probably fair to say, um, and and it's going to be a good one.
0: Yeah, um, I agree. I think New York. I think NYXL, especially after beating the Charge themselves in the qualifiers. Uh, might be the favorite going into this game, and I was th- thinking the the other day, um, just how like different we would view New York right now if they were playing in the North America region, uh, because right now they're just like they're the five seed here, they're in the bottom half of this Asia region, um, and I think we're all just like, yeah, New York, they're not that good, but th- they're in th- this insane region, and I-, I just wonder how they would fare against teams like Paris and. Uh, all these other teams in the North American region right now. Of course, we, we got to see that earlier in the year where um, Philly ended up, like, destroying them early on and stuff like that. So they might not be doing that well in North America too, but uh, I definitely agree with you, Joe. I think that's the closest one of the first round, at least. Um, but I'm going Guangzhou. I have been super into Guangzhou lately. I think their their team is great after winning the summer showdown. I think they're the real deal. Um and I think they'll show up here and end up beating the NYXL. Um, as far as the Joe Spark Soul Dynasty, which is where we differ uh, besides that, I th- I think me picking Soul Dynasty, Joe, is a meme, to be honest. <laughs> um, I do think Hangzhou Spark's the better team. But Soul Dynasty, for some reason, um, despite doing awful in the qualifiers every single time, they've had a tournament this year in May, May, like Summer Showdown and Countdown Cup, uh they have managed to look very good in the tournaments uh themselves so because of that I'm going with the meme soul dynasty pick here um <laughs> over Hangzhou Spark uh even though I, I will admit Hangzhou Spark uh has been looking really good lately um with their recent additions. And then we both have Chengdu Hunters which um honestly Joe based on London last time we saw London maybe it wasn't the last time I can't remember but they this at least in the qualifiers they played a really close game against Shanghai Dragons and it took them to five maps uh they've definitely looked better uh so I, I think it's reasonable especially since we haven't seen chung hunters since those hero bands were in that London could pull off this this upset um we could just see the chung hunters have passed come back um and London wins it uh, but we both are confident that chung hunters
1: yeah, it's technically possible, but I mean, this is <laughs> this is a London team that um, uh, did take yeah, like you said, did take Shanghai to five maps, but um, uh, p- pretty well, pretty well taken care of by Guangzhou and Hangzhou, um, and not uh, uh, I, I'm not optimistic. That's correct.
0: <laughs> um, and then we have just we have a completely different finals too, Joe, which is super interesting. Um, I kind of went out there. I kind of just like. I went with the flow of like I was trying to go with the flow of like last of the summer showdown because of how crazy it was. I was like, okay, well, maybe I just got to be a little crazier this time around. Um, So I have Guangzhou upsetting the Shanghai Dragons, despite them not looking as great in the countdown cup qualifiers. I do have Guangzhou winning that matchup once again. Um, And then, of course, I have Chengdu versus Seoul. Um, whereas Joe has Chengdu versus Hangzhou. I think maybe if it was Chengdu versus Hangzhou, I'd be more confident picking Hangzhou, but it's for me, it's Seoul and all of a sudden the meme died for me. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go Chengdu all the way to the finals. I'm, I'm carrying him all the way to the finals here, Joe. Um, whereas Joe has Shanghai versus Hangzhou. Of course he has Shanghai beating New York and then Hangzhou beating Chengdu.
1: Yeah, it's, it's funny. My, uh, my main pick was Chengdu to an extent. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't think they're going to have a problem with London, um, in the first round, but I think once, uh, once they get up to Hangzhou, um, which I don't believe they ever played them this month, uh, but it's, it, once it gets real, I'm not sure, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure Chengdu's going to be able to withstand, um, uh, uh, you, you know, maybe we'll be surprised, you know, that's, that's kind of how things go. And, uh, we give ourselves the opportunity to change up our picks after, after each round to, to, uh, to get as accurate as we, as we can attempt to, but, uh, uh, yeah, at least initially, I'm not, uh, I'm not sending Chung-Doo past round two.
0: Um, well, yeah, uh, I mean, mine's. <laughs> I mean, t- for me, Chengdu doesn't get a serious matchup until they faced Guangzhou to me, <laughs> um, in my bracket. But, um, Guangzhou, Cheng- we have completely different matchups here Guangzhou ch- versus Chengdu for me, and Hangzhou versus Shanghai. But me and Joe both have previous tournament winners from this year winning. I have Guangzhou repeating and winning it, uh, whereas Joe. Uh, Has the main melee Shanghai Dragons, the main melee champion Shanghai Dragons winning it all, Um, which I don't blame you, Joe. Shanghai looks fantastic as they always do. Uh, They're by far the most consistent team in this region for sure. Yeah. Do you think there would be... Honestly, Hangzhou's been looking a lot better lately. Do you think there'd be any chance Hangzhou could possibly pull off that upset against Shanghai? Uh,
1: I mean, it's possible. I mean, Shanghai's been sort of... uh uh, check if it's sort of quiet this month in terms of, uh, some of their performances. But I mean, that's only just because like you said, of the consistency, um, uh, uh, I don't, I seem to recall they didn't have an incredibly difficult schedule either. Um, uh, you go into five maps against London, I think probably is the, the most notable part there, but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, when you, when you, expect great thing when you expect great things from Shanghai and then they deliver, um, you know it's not as impressive as say when Chengdu does it
0: yeah and it's not as fun i <laughs> it's always fun to see Chengdu. just i, I would love to see chung win this countdown cup um i could see them just pull i mean they got nothing to lose at this point they're bottom of the asian region if they just end up winning this one that'd be fantastic that'd be awesome i'd, I'd love to see more success out of the team um, because i do like their players i like their coaching staff I've, I like watching them a lot so and I think a lot of people do they just haven't they haven't brought the success quite yet um, but unfortunately we head over to the North America region where me and Joe picked uh, very similarly this time um, I think we legitimately picked the same winners of every match Joe but some of our matchups are different because we thought um, they would pick different teams of course
1: yeah, yeah. I'll admit my first, uh, my first go round on the the Overwatch League bracket builder, I did have uh, Dallas over Washington. <laughs> um, but then I like took another look at it. I'm like, wait, no, that doesn't make sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, like that's. I mean, which... that's the point you're at. Washington also looks pretty consistently bad, but Dallas just like lost their best player and and two of their coaches so it's like it's super hard to pick them right now <laughs> they've had a lot of turnover this week so uh, yeah i i can't imagine i can't imagine they'll be successful. i mean you've, they're facing the team where you look at washington justice and they they all of a sudden picked up a bunch of good players and good talent but they still have yet to see see results from it uh, because they did in the middle of the season so uh, I think you have the living example right there of why it's going to be very hard for Dallas field to do well this weekend. Um, but besides that, in the first round we have the Valiant being the outlaws, the rain being the Titans and the gladiators beating the defiant. Um, I, I think the two that are more, I mean, I think it's obvious rain's probably going to destroy the Titans, but, um, I think Valiant Outlaws is, will be close probably and De- Defiant Gladiators will probably be close too. We have, we just saw Outlaws Valiant go to five maps. Um but we of course both think that it's it's going to be the same result here. Um it, it, out of out of any of these games, Joe, um could you could you, that we that we pick the same what what would you be most likely to change? the result out there. Of,
1: what would you
0: say? Uh, like out of, out of those four games, we, we all picked the same. What, what would you be most confident in changing, uh, your pick on?
1: Um, I think, I mean, you know, technically the, I mean, Toronto gladiators technically to, to pick the gladiators is an upset. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, numerically, I, I think they're, uh, definitely look like a, a really strong team. Um, it, Notably, thinking about uh, a five-map series for each of them, where Toronto took uh, only barely squeaked over Vancouver, uh, whereas Gladiators uh, almost shut out Philadelphia Philadelphia Fusion this month. Um, uh, But yeah, probably uh, yeah. So we're probably not necessarily switching that one, but um, but yeah, probably Valiant Outlaws, I guess, would be the next best thing. Um, You know, despite uh, Houston going what zero and four here in the the tournament qualifiers uh, it, it, it was a, re- a really close match uh, uh, certainly this past week and uh, the the uh, uh, trash talk on the selection show was uh, nothing to sneeze at uh, but I think it was you know, it must have been linkser said you know look uh, LA got lucky once but they they won't do it again mm. <laughs>
0: yeah Houston's always so close I would say if I would switch any it would be Houston. Um, because I do think that they're just so close to pulling off some upsets, some big wins here. So, uh, yeah, if anything, I would switch it to Houston. Um, uh, but yeah, as far as the next round goes, we have like the teams picking different teams, but I don't think there's much discussion about that one. We have no, I, I we have no clue who they're going to pick. <laughs> um, but besides that, uh, we have chalk, we have chalk, mayhem fusion, eternal, the top four seeded teams moving on. Um, which, yeah, they were seated well, Joe. <laughs> um, they were absolutely seated well. Uh, but the, we both in the semifinals, which I think is an upset at this point, with how well the Paris Eternal have been doing since that um, since that Summer Showdown win. I mean, they're the defending Summer Showdown champions here. I think the upset pick we both have here are is the Fusion against the Eternal. Um, if you want to talk about Joe, why why you think? Uh, Fusion is going to be able to take it this time against the Eternal, who they ended up losing to in the Summer Showdown last time around.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, um, but I think definitely a big part of that is how um, I I anticipate that Genji won't be as big a part of um, of the meta this, this, this week, this tournament. Um, because uh, yeah, we know, obviously, how, how proficient uh, the the Paris roster there with Sparkle has um, with the Genji player, but uh, obviously E Q O uh, and Iv both have been playing this past month um, uh, for Philadelphia, and I think uh, definitely the the flexibility is is notable there uh, for that roster. Um, uh, but just in general, uh, I think the other thing. Uh, and I like to talk about the schedules. I want to say that Paris's schedule was not very intense either. Um, I was looking at this before the show. Um, these past three weeks, I mean, we've only really see, really seen them against teams like, uh, Vancouver and Toronto, uh, and Washington. Uh, I mean, those are what 11, 12 and 13. Um, uh, uh, not quite it's 10, 11 and 12. Um, in in north america right now and uh granted uh paris only dropped one map uh between all three of those series uh in addition to shutting out the la gladiators but um i think you know that's that's not um uh, any reason to count out philly i don't think uh that's uh you, you know they were very close to to taking it to paris uh in in the Uh, the summer showdown this past this past month and uh, definitely have the potential to do it again uh, uh, without without tons of arguments uh, uh, this weekend
0: yeah i i agree there i mean it's i i I just have a feeling philly's gonna win and i think it's for that reason you mentioned earlier with the genji i don't think he'll be as prevalent in this meta um, and i think that will be to philadelphia's advantage i think Paris was definitely a little bit better at that Genji with Sparkle on their team. So I think Sparkle's a slightly better Genji than EQO. So um, I think w- with Genji not being as needed, I think Philly will be able to play uh, a game they would rather play. Um, but we do both have San Francisco Shock ending up beating Philly in the finals. Um, I don't think we need to explain our Shock mayhem pick. Shock beat the Mayhem 3 1 um, two weeks ago. So I think. Shock has just been dominant lately. Um, and previously, when we saw Shock versus Philly, they 3 0 him. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, I know you probably hope this is this is the time. It's not a 3-0. Uh, but I possibly could see it. I mean, it can't be a 3-0. I possibly could see a 4-0 here. <laughs> like, Shock's just been so dominant. But th- that's what we were saying going into the summer showdown, too. Shock was so dominant going into the summer showdown. They ended up not even being in the finals. So, Anything can happen. It's true. Yeah. But right now we both got, we both got Shaq winning it. Um, But yeah, anything else to mention about the countdown cup? I'm excited for it. um, Before we sign off here.
1: Uh, Yeah, it will be excellent. I mean, this is our last, um, you know, regular season uh, uh, time to, to to really get into some of these teams. I mean, I'm, pulling up our, our match numbers real quick this uh this weekend actually we will be the last time we see Guangzhou or Chengdu play until the playoffs which is kind of crazy um because they have yeah. zero uh pre-postseason matches uh which I guess is just how I'm going to refer to this uh, to this these next few weeks uh, yeah so that would be that would be uh quite an accomplishment for either of those teams um to, to win this uh july tournament and then immediately turn around and uh, you know take take several weeks off before before playoffs happen i mean that's uh, <laughs> that would be quite something i don't know uh i mean you picked Guangzhou, so you know who knows yeah
0: uh, it'd be very interesting um to see teams like that you that. Uh, know the, these next two weeks are going to be very interesting after this scene like I can't remember whose face it's like London and someone are facing each other like five times in a row.
1: Yeah, London and Seoul fight <laughs> each other a lot.
0: Yeah, it's going to be very interesting from an, from our perspective on this podcast, how we're going to talk about <laughs> London versus Seoul five times in two weeks. Um but yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for the Countdown Cup and then eventually the playoffs. Um, but thank you guys for listening. If you if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow uh, me at jwgeorgeiv on Twitter. Joe's is at kirkpatrick underscore inc. That's I-N-C. Our show has a Twitter. It's at on the flank show. You can email us on the flank show at gmail.com or tweet at us if you have any corrections, any topics you'd like us to talk about. You're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, you could go to on-the-flank.pinecast.co or on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Thank you guys for listening. Enjoy the Countdown Cup.